You're listening to Accounting Matters, an accounting podcast powered by Embark about accounting matters because accounting matters. This is Adam Olson, Embark's accounting advisory national practice leader, and we're coming back at you on another episode of Accounting Matters, recapping another segment of the 2022 AICPA conference on current SEC and PCOB developments. I'm welcoming back to the podcast, Chase Anderson, our capital markets practice leader, uh, to join me in today's conversation really centered around one of the trending topics uh, that we heard at the conference itself, which was centered around cybersecurity, which really went hand in hand with uh, the recent um, kind of proposal that the SEC pulled out earlier in 2022 around cybersecurity disclosure. So Chase, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Adam. I think you left out. I'm also the Phoenix market president. That's uh, true. I'm we'll sorry. Let that slide. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think of you as cat markets leader. He's also a the recently uh, appointed uh, Phoenix market president as well at Embark. So pulling double duty here, but nonetheless uh, has a lot of great insight to share on today's topic as well. So yeah, great uh, to be here. To have you doing. Yeah, thrilled to be back. And I think one of the highlights from the conference, I think we're going to talk about too, was was the fan base of Accounting Matters that showed up to the booth on Monday, specifically asking for you, your insights and your time. And I think your signature too, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, well, well, it, the fan base is growing, <laughs> I, I suppose. But uh, uh, yeah, no, it was great to interact with people that have been listening to the podcast or had heard things and just kind of, you know, meeting them as well as other people that stopped by, you know, Embark uh, attending in person this year was a, I think a great opportunity for us to uh, get to know a lot of folks. And, and definitely we're looking forward to, to being back next year. Yeah, uh, this was this was one of so this was my first time at that conference. And so coming from the West Coast, Arizona, you know, historically, I never f- was offered the opportunity to, to fly out there and attend it. And so seeing that in person, that conference and just the the, the size of it. I think I told you when we were there, I felt like the Super Bowl of conferences for accountants <laughs> because it was it was it was great. You had all of the top people of those organizations giving their insight, um, talking amongst the crowd, talking amongst the participants after their sessions, uh, and it was great. It was great to be able to to talk to them as people and not just these like authoritative body figures that you know being in Phoenix and in California. It's like I just get to see I get to see the words on paper of like this is the authoritative now uh, stance. It was great to actually hear them as, as people talk and give their insight, obviously with disclaimers, which was, which was also pretty cool to hear just everybody disclaim everything away um, from the views. But yeah, it was a great conference. Um, it, it was fascinating too, Adam, with the whole barricaded situation that we had there for the, for the listeners, there was a U.S. Africa summit and everything was shut down roads there was national guard. There was a riot, what do you call that sidewalk riot gear? So nobody really left the conference because it was just like, a, it was just such a bizarre setting, but nonetheless, inside the conference, it was great. And the material was great. And you know, the three days uh, flew by. Yeah. Uh, accounting and reporting must go on, I guess is the, uh, <laughs> the message there. And, and it did. And I, like you said, I think it was a uh, three days of, of great content and um, you know, the ability to interact and meet with uh, so many people. So but I know today we're we're going to chat a bit about just cybersecurity and um, 
you know, cybersecurity itself, they, they did have a dedicated panel specific to cybersecurity, um, which, you know, a lot of interesting insights that came from there. And, and, you know, I think it makes sense that this was a topic that they, they brought up even absent, you know, the, the SEC proposed rule, I think it still would have been a relevant topic to have, because if you just think about businesses today, investors, market, I mean, everyone's at the risk of like cybersecurity breaches, right? It's always, you hear about them in the news from time to time and hacks and breaches are just like, it's almost like it's a, it's a commonplace threat that people have to deal with. Um, so there were a lot of good insights, I think, shared through the, the panel discussion there. Um, and, you know, they, they tended to focus a bit more, obviously, because it is accounting and reporting on the disclosure aspects of cybersecurity risks and policies and then any incidents as well. So that I thought that, you know, that's that's where the conversation definitely centered around. It also ties in, I think, with the larger theme. And we've talked about this actually on some of the other special episodes we've done is, you know, if you step back from the individual panels and just think about the conference as a whole, the messaging was all around like, better financial information for investors, being transparent and putting, putting into your financial statements or your filings, you know, information that investors are needing and wanting and looking for. And so, you know, cyber threats are no different than any other, you know, related type disclosure items that they highlighted at the conference itself. Yeah. Um, a couple of those themes too were just timely disclosures, accurate sure. disclosures, and then materiality, which in the context of cyber. You know, the biggest takeaway from that and from what I was hearing was, you know, we're historically used to thinking about materiality as, as just pure dollars when we've audited financial statements or helped clients through preparing yeah. disclosures or, or technical accounting conclusions. But for cyber, you know, you could have an incident that that the theme that the SEC was hammering on was, could it be material? Right. And so the whole could be, it's like, wow, that is a whole different qualitative set of assessments that you need to think through of you know, legal exposure, brand, like brand exposure, customer vendor exposure of, of how significant is the damage going to be from something that might seem insignificant to you today, just in, in terms of the pure dollars of that, of that breach. So yeah. that could be, was like, had, you know. Yeah. I was going to say when I, when I, the, you know, they had folks from the SEC's enforcement division speak on this as well. And, you know, they really were hammering in that, materiality it's like you said it's not just that quantitative thing it's it's qualitative as well so you need to do think about that what if or even just think about like who the attack was against you know if you're they're hacking into your executive group is that more risky than if they just hack some routine lower level employees you know computer or something so there's there's different levels of things through it and i think the sec was also trying to lay in through their enforcement discussion as you know they they've levied penalties against companies that haven't put, you know, sufficient disclosures that had a breach really explaining like the impacts and quantifying the, the impacts of those, those breaches timely in their filings as well. So it's definitely something they're, they're for sure focused on. Um, and, and it makes sense that they're trending that way with more explicit rules, but maybe just to like set the stage. And I know they did this a bit in there as well, Chase, you know, kind of what were your takeaways as they kind of walk through just historically. My big takeaway was just how we got to where we are today. And so Pedro Cordero, the head of Academy, Cyber Academy at the FBI, did a great job of kind of laying the landscape here. And so the first thing was just 
you know, the internet's only 40 years old and that's, that's not that much time to, right. to be as complex as businesses today. And so, so much has changed over time and risks change. And you think about just a, a business of your board um, and just this, the importance of having people in the right seat, you know, board members that just know that truly know cybersecurity. And I don't know if that was necessarily been a, a focus of a lot of companies um, to date. You know, I think historically we looked at boards from just the, the, how, do, how do you run a business? How do you get, how do you grow customer base? How do you, you know, increase profitability? But now there's just so much risk and exposure behind data. I, I think about what you and I are doing right now. And if somebody were to hack our firm and, and shut us down, like we would, we would just stop. Like, I don't even know what we would do to, to, to get our business going. And so every business is at risk of this. And it's uh, the SEC is focused on what are people doing? What, like, this is such an important area that to date probably hasn't gotten the attention that it deserves just for how pervasive it is. And some other things that Pedro was talking big picture um, was I think in 2020, 2020, he mentioned that there was about 40,000 8K fi- 8Ks filed. And there was about 4,000 filers. Of all of those filers and everything we hear about cybersecurity in the news, all the breaches, all the risks, there was approximately 40 8Ks that actually talked about cybersecurity of material breaches. And when right. you just kind of, when you step back and think about just 40, that seems awfully light, especially what, when you think about what you and I were just talking about in the context of materiality. Um, you know, we we're getting, people were getting hit every day by, by cyber attacks or attempted cyber attacks. And some of those are successful. Um, and, and people need to be made aware of that. The investors would like to know really like what's happening behind the scenes and could yeah, this was, impact my investment? Yeah. And he was pretty, I, I think he characterized it. He's basically like cybersecurity risk is going to be the greatest threat for businesses like in our century. Like he, <laughs> you know, he was really laying down like, this is universal. And yet when you do look at just companies kind of talking about that risk or talking about how they're trying to mitigate that risk or what policy it's, you know, a lot of it's very boilerplate or very light. And, and really, I think this, it just led into explaining more or less why the SEC prescribed in their proposed rule, just more, more guidance and more more great regulation about what will be required and then it'll also just allow investors also to kind of just look between business to business and have more comparability um, around some of the cybersecurity disclosures um, to really under you know help weigh the risk of their investments with certain companies and understand what companies are doing to help you know, protect themselves and protect the investors of their company as well you know just to maybe to level set too just for listeners who maybe weren't aware like Prior to this proposed rule, there are, there really is no specific like requirements and regulation, you know, SK or SX that explicitly refers to like cybersecurity risks or incidents. So largely when the SEC is kind of levying enforcement actions, it's by applying existing requirements that are just more general disclosure obligations around risks and things like that, that they're really kind of pointing to people um, today when there's issues with whether or not people are providing enough information, but this proposed rule for sure will help, you know, just make it more clear and not have this gray area about people having to interpret existing disclosure obligation guidance when relating it to cybersecurity when they actually have a specific rule. So I think 
I think that that that's helpful maybe for some people to understand that maybe just don't like live and breathe in this space is that there is an explicit guidance today, which may also be leading to why we see such a little like specific disclosure on the topic itself. Yeah. And, and just so I actually found a, a bullet definition that I found was just very helpful. Like when there is no explicit uh, requirement, I thought my takeaway, I'd love to hear yours, Adam, it was this is what I, I, I took away from a proposed rule is the commission considers omitted information to be material. If there is a substantial likelihood that a reasonable investor would consider the information important to making an investment decision or that disclosure of the omitted information would have been viewed by a reasonable investor as having significantly altered the total mix of information available. And so yeah, like, and that, that's, that's like, yeah, materiality, right. From the Supreme yeah. Court rulings. And so like, that's obviously used universally as it relates to disclosure obligations. So for sure, like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're wrestling whether or not something, you know, step back and think about that. And that's mm -hmm. where basically, you know, we had an earlier discussion around materiality. It's not just a quantitative number. So maybe the dollar impact isn't that significant, but like qualitatively, when you start thinking about things and you start applying that definition that you just laid out, like, does it make sense to include um, a little more color in the filings around whatever event or incident occurred? Yeah. I mean, we have all of these stacks of regulation. You kind of take a step back and just think through like a basic principle of what we're trying to apply here. And it applies to cyber. You know, if we get back to the, the only the 48 Ks and it's like, okay, yeah, clearly this is more pervasive and it's on the SEC's radar. Um, yeah. And, and it's going to, it's going to be here to stay. It's only going to get more complex. I think about self-driving cars and just how, if something were to hack that, you could have thousands of self-driving cars that are just going crazy out in the streets. And so, but it's the intangible that's that we're not used to kind of feeling just this is all happening inside of computers. I thought another interesting point, and this was not in the cyber panel, but it related to cyber. It was during when the SEC OCA panel presented, they were just more or less paralleling just recommendations and things for people to recognize. And it was during when they were talking about kind of like in control deficiency. So I ICFR deficiencies that they'd seen, you know, throughout different companies and just remembering people to, to identify those and, and try to do, you know, an understanding of what those deficiencies are when things go wrong. And they actually made a parallel between like, if you got a cybersecurity breach, as an example, like you need to step back and look at your current processes, policies, procedures around cybersecurity. So be it that you have good processes, controls, and procedures around it and try to figure out like what failed because inherently a breach, a threat, whatever, it's no different than a financial statement error in a way, you know? So mm -hmm. you got to identify somewhere in your process as well where that deficiency lies. And so just trying to make that like parallel uh, between the two, I thought that was an interesting point that they had as well. That wasn't specific to the panel on cybersecurity. No, that's, yeah, that's great. And, you know, one of the other things that uh, Pedro mentioned too is just uh, shortage of cyber talent yep. and people specific behind that. And so you think about the individuals like management and sub-management, but also board of directors and, and really looking back at the mix of the competencies on the, on the board and making sure that you've got somebody that's an expert in financial accounting, but also cyber just because it's so important to how, how businesses operate. So right. that was a pretty good uh, little just tidbit to think about of uh, for the for our clients and, our, and, and businesses. Yeah, and you see a lot of organizations, especially larger organizations, if they even have roles specific to that, right? They'll have 
chief technology officer or their chief information officer or some similar title that you know generally equates to somebody at the upper levels or executive levels of management that hopefully can bring that expertise but you know there's a lot of companies out there that don't and it, it begs the question especially as this becomes a larger threat like you know is that is that prudent or should that really be a focus as companies are thinking about their board composition or upper level management hires and things of the nature so no i thought that was a good point as well i know they didn't talk a ton about the proposed rule itself during the panel discussion but maybe just to like wrap up our conversation today you know chase is there like a 20 second summary hit on that i, uh, I, yeah, I, I can be, uh, yeah i'll pause on and say like once the final rule comes out which i you know expect at some point uh in early 2023 uh you know we'll, we'll probably come back to the podcast and do a kind of a full-fledged more walkthrough of the rule and and kind of explain more of the specifics but just high level like yeah. What what does this rule look into achieve and kind of what are maybe some of the main main points of the rule? They are looking for disclosures around board members with cybersecurity expertise. So that's on the that's on the horizon. Um, item 1.05 for 8K, disclosing material incidents. And that's uh, material being rel- like we talked about the, the relative mix of information um, that could be material to the company. The, the form 8K would include items uh, such as when the incident was discovered and whether it is still ongoing, a brief description of the nature and scope of the incident, whether any data was stolen, altered, accessed, or used for any other unauthorized purposes, the effect of the incident on the registrant's operations, whether the registrant has remediated or is currently remediating the incident. Those are some of the, those are some of the big ones. And so I, I think what's also key is the SEC is not asking people to disclose too much information to open themselves right. up to more risk, right? That's not the intent of this. The intent right. is to provide investors information so they can kind of assess in the total mix uh, what could be material for their investment decisions uh, based on the business. So, yeah, yeah, and I'll say like all those like disclosure requirements. I mean, they really relate to like incident disclosures, right? So they're they're timely disclosures that you expect when an incident has occurred, and then like in tandem to that in the rule there's there's also just kind of your typical annual disclosures but they're very specific to cybersecurity in this new proposed rule and so it's specific disclosures on policies and procedures specific disclosures on management's role and kind of managing cybersecurity risk and implementing those policies and procedures and strategies and then there's also specific um, disclosures as well around just kind of the oversight of the you know the board's oversight as it relates to cybersecurity, so very pointed things that you'd also kind of expect as kind of annual policy type procedure um, disclosures in your filings as well. In addition to all those timely disclosures that uh, you talked about, so yeah. cool. I think that's yeah. a a good place to put a pin in this and and wrap it up for today. Uh, Chase, appreciate you. I, I'm glad person. I keep getting invited back. So uh, <laughs> I must be doing something something okay. So I appreciate it, Adam. Yeah, no, no, I, I appreciate it. And uh, again, thanks to our listeners for uh, tuning into this episode. And just a preview for uh, our next episode is another trending topic that we heard um, at the conference. And that was around crypto assets and uh, digital assets and all and the like. So a lot of good content there. So definitely um, come back and check that out on our next part of our special series. And uh, until then, uh, everyone have a good day and thanks for listening. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. 
The bark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant, subsequent, authoritative guidance issued.